At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This is Nina Perez, and this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Thank you so much for being here. I created this show for you, finding the best humans on the planet to grow, challenge, and transform your thinking. Let's do this. Today, I have Virginia Baker Wolf. Okay, I told you I go around the world. She's she's in Australia, so you know I went there, right? <laughs> she's a financial freedom fighter. She's a mom, a wife, a corporate escape, and an entrepreneur. She's a corporate escapee and an entrepreneur. She is the creator of the money project and the money project will allow you to unlock your money story, understand the money archetypes. I love that, which are running your story and blast through your money blocks. Wow. That's so good, Virginia. And I cannot wait to get into this because I think a lot of us are being overwhelmed and this is going to be a great, great way to talk about this. So before we get there, I want everybody in my audience to know a little bit more about you. So if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, that would be awesome. What, what kind of thing would you like, Nina? Whatever you feel like sharing about Virginia. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm married to Gordon. I've been married to Gordon for a very long time. <laughs> and I have two adult children. I have one who lives in the States, in Los Angeles. Um, I'm very proud of them. Um my son is a fashion stylist in LA and my daughter has just finished her PhD in neuropsychology. So I'm very, very proud, mum. And then um, I was originally a foreign language expert. I used to teach Spanish in universities. And then I, uh, I had a corporate uh, job in, in an education uh, department. And I was very unhappy there. I mean, I was mm. so unhappy. Mm. I spent every waking minute trying to find a way out of there. Wow. And, um, and coaching. Coaching was a new thing. This was like 2001. Coaching was a new thing. Uh, somebody started a coaching course here, so I went and did that. And then I thought that that training wasn't enough, so I looked around for some more. And I did my training through an American organization called Coach You. 
And so I started this training and then I started offering this to people in my workplace, like as a pro bono, like part of my job, you know, mm. like, like uh, being going through the uh, organisational development and learning section, I, I, you know, I farmed myself out to, to coach my peers so that I could get practice. I also did training and started running a manager as coach program in the organization. And that is a, I still think that's absolutely one of the best pro programs on the planet. It's done by Coach U. And, and then I, I decided that my side hustle was good enough that I could leave that organization. Have one of the happiest days of my life. Oh, when that's I left great. <laughs> and, and so I started uh, coaching organizational and development coaching uh, in my solopreneur place and um, and then I got very sick I got I really got sick and to begin with nobody had any idea what was wrong with me mm. I had at least 30 doctors tell me that there was nothing wrong with me but I just persisted I persisted and I persisted and I did my research. Anyway, that's all resolved. We, we resolved it all. But right. during that time, I mean, when something like that happens to you, there's a lot of thinking that goes on. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started to paint. Oh. Um, I started to paint then because everything seemed so negative. And a friend of mine said, why don't you try a painting class? So I thought, nothing to lose. I'll go and try a painting class. Anyway, that's now like 12 or 13 years ago. And so now I am actually a serious painter. That was the most wonderful thing. Wow. It's a wonderful thing to go and start something that you think, oh, maybe I could. Well, I actually thought, God only knows what I'm going to paint. <laughs> and then after the first two of painting, I come home with my painting and my children say to me, is that what you've been doing all this time? Now, I look back at that and I laugh. But at the time, it was like, gee whiz, I could do with a bit of support here. Right, right. <laughs> anyway, it's gone from, God, Mum, is that what you did? It's gone from that to, Mum, can I have another painting? Mm. And one painting is in sitting in New York because my son decided to take that back to the States with him. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and then, you know, working on myself, I've always been working on myself since my early twenties, but working on myself, I decided that I was a deal with money. Now, I mean, an absolute deal, not a clue, the same sort of deal that takes, do you know what a deal is? Uh, I, I'm a, no, not really. Okay. I was going to ask you. Yeah. <laughs> a, a, deal, a deal is a nice way of saying an idiot. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I felt like a real idiot. How about patsy? Does that mean anything to yeah. you? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. I felt like a real patsy around money. I felt the same about money as I did about taking my car to the mechanic. Right. I'd just oh, rather wow. my husband did it because that. that mechanic guy, he knows that I don't know anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I felt the same about money. Gordon can do it because I don't know anything. Well, there just came a point where I got a uh, sick of that you know just impatient with that and I decided that I had to learn about money so when I went off to learn about money I found out that the majority of women had exactly the same problems that I had mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the same problems the same fears 
and nobody talks about it. There's a huge taboo. And yeah. because nobody talks about it, we as women, we can't support each other because it's not on the table. It's the, it's the elephant in the room. We can't talk right. about it. Right. So because we can't talk about it, um, women stumble around in the dark and they feel very, very isolated and they think that they're the only idiot in the room. Right. And this is just not true. Right. And the reality is we're not idiots. This is a learnable skill, but we have not learned this skill. That's true. Um, no, you know, it was never suggested to us that maybe we should learn this skill. And even with women's advancement in corporate life and, uh, you know, not-for-profits, in, in senior-level positions, even women in senior-level positions mm -hmm. have the same problems because even though professionally they've done their study, they've done their experience and they're really good at what they do and they're in a senior position, they still never learned anything about money because our social constructs are all built for men and money. They're not built right, for right. women and money. And so many years ago that if you put the word investor into Google, it only came up with men. Mm. Come up with women at all, and somebody mentioned it to Google, and they swapped things around. And in my work, I, you know, I use a lot of images in my work, you know, for social posting and whatever. Mm. Um, and I know that, and I'm on a platform called Shutterstock, where you, you know, you can oh, have yeah. a program mm -hmm. to download images. Now, to download an image, I have to put in a search. So I can put in, for example, empowerment finance money, and I might get 116,000 entries. If I put in money, empowerment, women, I get like a quarter. Wow. That's right. Wow. That's because of the way they search, the way they've got their stuff set up. Mm. Now, I think that's still absolutely amazing. I've even had the case where depending on my search um if i don't put women in i get thousands and thousands sometimes i put women in and i end up with three pages so it goes from multiple thousands to three pages because i put the word women in Isn't so it's something it really is something and when you see advertisements for the banks or financial institutions it will generally always be a man now, this has a psychological, a subconscious psychological impact on women. Women don't see themselves in those institutions. It's the same as, uh, you know, in Australia, we do not have a very good history for the way we've treated our Indigenous people. And one of the reasons for that is that if you are in a an urban region of Australia, there are not many, there are not very many Indigenous people. And so when you do, when people run ads, mostly for people in urban areas, and let's say you have a picture of a dozen people, then there will never be an Indigenous person. Wow. So we have this sense that these people don't exist because we never see them represented anywhere. It's getting better but it's very slow. Right. Um, and even where we do have Indigenous people, 
they're still not represented in what we see day in and day out in ads and social postings and whatever. And the, the, that same thing is exactly the same for women with money. We're not represented. So true. And that's even the case. Look, one of the biggest banks in this country, so we've got the four big banks, like they're the four biggest, mm -hmm. and one of those banks had a female CEO for quite a long time. She was actually South African, but she'd emigrated here. And even with a woman in the top position, we still didn't see women represented. So what's happening is that this we're just going on the way we've always gone on and people don't even realise and they don't right. realise the impact this has. Mm -hmm. So women never see themselves represented in the finance industries and things are still set up for men. So basically we, we need a bit of a revolution in the banking sector so that they cater to women mm -hmm. and... And as women, we need to start learning that this is a learnable skill. We don't have to be anxious and nervous about it. We can do just one step at a time. But I think the biggest learning for me about myself and other women was I was completely bowled over by the learning that I was not alone. So right. I used to have, when I thought about retirement, I'd have an image in my head of a bag lady, you know, the lady with the shopping trolley. <laughs> right. I used to think, oh, my God, if I don't get this organised, I'm going to end up with the shopping trolley. Right. Now, on the one hand, it's funny, but on the, one, on the other hand, it's very, very concerning that any woman yeah. in a first yeah. world Western country has got this image going on in her head. So after I realised these other things, I became quite curious about the bag lady. And why was she taking up space in my head? And I started talking to other women about it. And I've done a, you know, I've done a live video on Facebook and I've given them a handout. Um, turns out that more than 50% of all women have a vision of the bag lady in their head. Wow. I, I didn't know anybody else had this. Wow. But it turns out that nearly everybody has it. So we need to normalise and validate the problems that women have with money, because we've mm -hmm. all got the mm -hmm. same. Mm -hmm. It's true. And, you know, it's not just the, you know, and you were talking about how, you know, the women are not represented. And so women have a hard time, right? But men do too, right? Men have a hard time seeing women in it, right? That is exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. This is not only impacting the women, this is impacting the men and how right. they behave. Right. And there's nothing that sort of challenges the view that they have. You, you're 100% spot on. Mm -hmm. And that, the fact that men don't see women represented, is just as every bit as important as right. the women not seeing themselves represented. Right. Because the men will go on behaving in the same way when they actually need to shift a little bit. And I right. don't have any problem with men. I love men. But... We are still very gendered. We're still very gendered about money. Right. I mean, it's true. We're gendered, we're gendered about, we're still very gendered about success as well. I don't know in the States, but in this country, we have a very poor record on the percentage of women in top, absolute top positions, yeah. both on at the CEO level and at the board level. We still yeah. have a paucity of women. Yeah. I think that's a, I think that's a, probably 
everywhere or almost everywhere, you know, yeah. um, and women are, have uh, come a long way in the last few years. Like they're really fighting for their positions. It's a shame that I have to use the word fighting for their positions, but they do. Um, and, uh, you know, you're so you're like spot on, like when you're talking about, you know, the advertising of bankers or anything, I didn't even realize that if you put the word woman, you get less hits. Like that's crazy. Oh, yeah, it is. And normalized and normalized. I, I actually, actually, I should write a little email to Shutterstock and tell them. Yeah. They yeah. change some of their algorithms. Yeah, they're going to have to change their algorithms. And I think, you know, that goes, you know, that's, that's like just that statement alone with you talking about that is very powerful for women to realize that there has to be a wake up. You know, they have, they have to stop thinking like, uh, I, I think we don't handle our money well, because of course the women before us didn't teach us or handle their money well either. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, to, you know, to your point that we have to start changing that narrative because we're all doing it. And, it, and it's very true. Like a lot of women that I know in my life are super successful. I am super successful in what I do, but I also am not the best at handling my money. You know what I'm saying? Like, I still struggle with that. And I have friends of mine who are super, they're high level, they're COOs and all that. And th that's why when you said, I'm like, wow, she is speaking to me and to a lot of the women that I know, because uh, I'm a director. I have a few friends of mine who are like, you know, chief operating directors and so on. And they also do not really handle money well, or don't really know how to invest it or don't know any of that. And you yeah. know what that does, you, because what you're saying to yourself, what you and those other ladies are saying to yourself is, I'm not very good with money. Mm -hmm. I'm not very good with money. So we keep mm -hmm. saying to ourselves, I'm not very good with money. Well, we need to, you know, there's a thing called reframing and flipping. Yep. Yep. We, yep. we actually need to reframe what we're saying to ourselves. Absolutely. hundred percent. I'm not very good with money. We can change it to, I don't actually know enough. Or I don't know a lot about money, but I can learn. Exactly. And that's exactly where I've been these last few months. Exactly that. I'm like, okay, I because I used to say to myself, like, oh, I don't really know too much about money. Although it's funny because I have been learning. So I've been teaching my, you know, teaching myself and learning and reading and so on and so forth. And um, also, uh, you know, because I'm a director, right, I do the budgets for the year and I check everything out. And I'm realizing I know a hell of a lot more than I thought I did. But uh -huh. to your point, uh -huh, but to your point, right, when you're telling yourself you don't know about money, you limit what you think, you know, and it's until you're in front of it that like what, you know, I was doing my budgets this for the for the end of the year for next year, and I'm doing my budgets. I totally understand what I'm doing. I totally understand my budgets. I see this huge spreadsheet. I'm like going through it. I'm going and I'm like, you freaking know more than you think you do. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and again, you are not alone in that. Right. There are so many women uh, who know far more than they think. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. they, say, they say that to themselves. I don't know much about money. Like this, I used to do the same. I don't know much about money. I'm a bit of a patsy about money. Now, one of the exercises they can do that's really valuable is called a life inventory. And that life inventory, they can do it on paper, they can do it on a Word document, they don't have to do it all at once, they can do it over a period of weeks. But mm -hmm. what, and in fact, doing it over a period of weeks means that they are affirming to themselves that they're pretty good. And that's a pretty good thing to be doing over a period of time. So what you do is, 
you write down every achievement from the time you learned to do, to do up your shoelaces, every achievement. And I mean, the first achievements are I learned to walk, I learned to talk, I learned to do up my shoelaces, and you have to come all the way through to where you are now. And it mm -hmm. includes mm -hmm. every single success. Like I was a fabulous netballer. Um, I was a great swimmer. And then when I was at university, I got distinction averages. And this, they, they need to write it all down. And then they need to say to themselves, I'm not very good with money. And then they go back to this life inventory that says, you're pretty smart, actually. Yeah. And yeah. You've, you've achieved an awful lot of things. So this I is just that. another I thing. Yeah. This is just another thing to put on the list. Of what you maybe weren't so good enough to begin with, but which you can learn about and you can be the best at it, like you were with these other things in your life. And I'm not necessarily only talking about the, the, the great big ticket things. I mean, we can talk about, I make the best cheesecake. Mm -hmm. I do make the best cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have a cheesecake off me and you, Virginia. I yeah. thought I made the best cheesecake. <laughs> But the point is that we both think we do pretty well with cheesecake. <laughs> now, if we think we can do pretty well with cheesecake, we might be able to try something else in the kitchen. Yeah, listen, and I think yeah. that that's one of the things that needs to happen. Um, I love that you, you know, you do this life inventory with people because you we just do not give ourselves enough credit. We just do not give ourselves enough credit. You know, when I uh, started in the company that I'm in now, it was nothing, right? So I had to build up an entire restaurant and, and do the whole standard operating procedures and do the whole thing. And I've never done that before. And I remember sitting there with my husband going, I've never, I've took on this job and I don't know if I can do that. And he looked at me, he goes, are you kidding me? Everything you do, you crush it. You're going to be able to do this with no problem. And I'm like, I don't think I can. Here I am with my drama, right? But yeah. and not only have I done that, I've exceeded expectation, right? So I've, I've gone above and beyond. And I, I've had to tell myself that, Virginia, because I think one of the things as and I don't know, you know, in Australia, but in the States, you know, the way I grew up anyway, it was always like, you know, serving the man and, you know, that kind of stuff. That's how I grew up because I'm, I'm Hispanic, but, you know, I'm, I'm Latina and that's just how the Latina culture used to be. You know, you, the, the woman took care of the kids and served the man and did all of that. I always said I was going to be totally opposite of my mother and I did do that. Um, but when you're told you're an idiot or you're stupid or you're dumb or you're any of those things, you replay that in your mind and in your life. And it's not until you get to the life inventory, right? Which I love that you do that, that you realize I'm a smart freaking cookie. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I actually got my shiznick together and I've overcome so many obstacles. I'm not only just smart, I'm strong as hell too. You know? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's excellent. Yeah. I think women need to know that about themselves. You know, I love what you're doing now. Are you focusing mainly is your, is your, um, your coaching and, and everything you're doing with money? Is that mainly focused with women? Yes. Oh, it is. Okay, great. Yeah, wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. amazing. Now the, it, the stuff about money for women is as important as the right to vote. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. Because I agree. We, need to, we need to change what's out there. We need to change the various representations so that women are included. And the only way we're going to do that is to front up 
and ask for what we deserve. That's so true. And is that what you're, um, uh, I was watching, I was looking at your site and you have a couple of things that you're doing there. Um, so is that what the money project is? Cause I know you talked about it unlocking, uh, their money story, right. And understanding their archetypes. Yeah. Well, and I have a new short course that I am launching on. Well, I've now got a deadline. I've got to get it to somebody in, I've got to get all my stuff ready for someone in the States for, for, for your Monday. So by my Tuesday, it'll be launched. Um, yes, the money story is absolutely the most important ingredient to fixing this mm-hmm. is to start with the money story because we run that money story on autopilot and that money story was put together by a seven-year-old. And it might, and it might not be the story that we want now that we're adults. But a lot of women, I would say the majority of women, even those who are very successful earning good money, we are all running the narrative of a five-year-old, a six-year-old, a seven-year-old about money. And the narrative we're running is whatever we heard at home with our parents, our grandparents, aunties and uncles, whatever was happening with those people, that is the story that we learned. And even people who've done a lot of therapy or work on themselves, this this money story is very deeply held and we're not very aware of it. So we can be extremely capable and competent and successful and we still, we're not, We're still sort of running that narrative. And the only way to deal with it is to actually explore it, to Mm -hmm. question it, to see where it came from, to see what we took on from the family and from each parent and what those beliefs then uh, changed into as patterns and paradigms in our lives. Mm -hmm. And once we get all of that down, and, I mean, that's a few weeks' work, Once we get all that down, then we can decide what we choose to flip. So what is important enough in in the work I've done on my family money story, what do I want to flip first? And look, this, Mm -hmm. this kind of thing can be overwhelming. And so to that, I would say only choose three things to flip. And you work on those three things for, you know, whatever it takes you, three months, six months, work on those three things. And when you get done with those three things, you can come back and choose another three things. So what I get them to do is to write their story and then to rewrite their story. And a lot of what happens in rewriting the story is that they reframe the negatives that had the most impact on them. And I do that in both courses. So the money project that's on my website at the moment is an eight module uh, course. It's very deep. It covers a lot of issues, like it covers under earning, uh, overspending, imposter syndrome, the um, Prince Charming syndrome, the bag lady syndrome, covers a whole load of stuff. Wonderful. And then over here in the sixth module course, it's more down and dirty, quick and dirty. But we still go through um, the best points of the big course. So it's a bit like I've plucked out the absolute best. Mm-hmm. So we start in this short course, we start with the, the first module is all on the stories. The second module is on the 
money archetypes and what is running your relationship with money. And that the money archetype thing is so simple and it's so profound. I also get them to do a values quiz and they get an ebook about aligning your money with your values. Because if your money's not aligned with your values, you're not happy. Right. We then go through the blocks, money blocks, and I talk about four modalities for them to deal with their money blocks. Then we do a whole thing on letting go of money stress because money stress is one of the major causes of ill health in our society. And so I go through, uh, there are nine points and it's like the practicalities, some practicalities. Like if you're a freelancer, do you know what your time is worth? Right. Oh, yes. I charge a good fee. I charge $175 an hour for my time. And I say, and have you included your tax in that? Have you included your insurances, professional development, uh, mobile phone? Have you included all of that? Oh, no. Do I have to include that? Uh, Yes, you do. So your hourly rate is not $175. Your hourly Mm -hmm. rate is $295. Now, a lot of freelancers don't know this. And they might be doing a fabulous job, but if they haven't done these calculations, they're not clear on what they're charging per hour and they will end up with a shortfall. So they could end up with a tax shortfall, which is not nice when the tax man comes to visit. Um, And then we do, I do a three-step circuit breaker with them. So those are three more stress busters. They're not... They're not techniques to bust through blocks. They're techniques to soothe and calm yourself. Because one of the biggest reasons women don't do this work is because it feels so anxiety producing. Like it's like, I don't want to know about that because I might get get upset. Right. That's the, you know, and we don't, um, you know, your brain just automatically goes on shutdown mode the second that you start to become stressed and overwhelmed. I mean, your brain just goes, bye, see you later. <laughs> so I understand that completely. Um, I could talk to you all day. I mean, I could just I could just talk to you all day. This is so good. But before I let you go, though, I do want my, my um, audience to know how to reach you because what you're offering seems really, really in depth. And I love that you are dealing really with the mind and heart of the issue, as opposed to, oh, okay, just take this dollar here and put it here and then take this dot. It sounds like you're getting really deep into the person and not yes. necessarily, you know, just like the superficial stuff of that. And that, that's more life-changing. That's right. And then, yeah. and that brings us to a, to a bit of a conversation about manifestation and the secret now i was reading that stuff i did some training in um science of mind which Mm -hmm. was what louise hay did and all of that is extremely important but one doesn't cancel out the other Mm -hmm. you need people need to do the stuff that i'm offering and they will get to the manifestation part. But in the first instance, we really need to resolve the family money story and we need to resolve our beliefs because what happens with manifestation and affirmations is 
that you say something, I am a magnet to money. And there's a little voice in your head that says, "Uh uh-uh, no, you're not. Right. So we need to deal with this little voice with resistance. It's And I say one thing and the little voice says another. So we need to teach this little voice to sit down and be quiet. Mm-hmm. And and after we sit down and be quiet and flip flip the belief system, write a new story, and then the next step after that is the manifestation period. But right. you'll manifest much better if you've done this work first. One doesn't cancel out the other. They are equally as important, important. as each other. I get that. I get that. That's wonderful. Um, Virginia, uh, you have to let us know how we can follow you and check everything out that you're doing, including your art, because I'd like to see some of those pieces as well. Do you do you post those? Yeah, I do. Okay. I haven't posted, I haven't posted an artwork for a little while, but yes, I do post them. Yeah. Yeah. I'll so tell please what, tell us where we can find you. Nina, I will send you I will send you some links. Okay, great. But if people look, they can just go to themoneyproject.net. They can check it out. They can, if they want to, there's a calendar invite on there. They can always book a talk. They can book a talk. I'm happy to talk to people. And I will send you some links that you can give them. And when I launch this new program next week, I will send that link to you as well. Oh, great. Um, that That course is priced for revolution. It's priced at 90. 97 Australian dollars, which is about 75 US dollars. This is a giveaway. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, listen, just in the last like 30 minutes or whatever we've been talking, it's been so powerful. So I can only imagine what this is going to do for people, especially women. So I'm really excited about women getting this type of knowledge because I think it's time. It's time for the shift, right? It's time right. for Absolutely. the shift. And it's yeah, so so next time when the when the um, commercials come out, it'll be women sitting there with their suits on, ready for the money, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love you. I love what you're doing. It's fantastic, Virginia. And I, I love that you shared how this uh, journey for you started the way it did because you were in corporate, you didn't like it, but you taught yourself and you made sure that you actually moved out of your comfort zone to, to um, grow in your personal development, right? Yeah, and that's yeah. what we're all on that journey to, to really like develop and then also help others develop. That's the whole goal, you know? So great job and kudos to you. Kudos to you. That's fantastic. Thank you guys so much for being here with me in Virginia. I will make sure that I put all the links that she gives me below on all her show notes so that you guys can follow her. Please do. Um, And also go on there and check out themoneyproject.net because when I went on there, there is amazing information. So if you are a woman and you really want to learn more on how to learn and expand your knowledge when it comes to money, this is the woman for you. So make sure you go ahead and follow her. This is Nina Perez and this is straight talk, no sugar added. Thank you for being here. Until next time. Make sure that you visit our website at Straight Talk No Sugar Added, where you can subscribe to our show on iTunes and Stitcher or anywhere you listen to your podcast or on YouTube so you'll never miss a show. And while you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about our show, that would be awesome too. If you like this show, you might want to check out our book as well. It's Hit Me With Your Best Shot, How I 
overcame a hard-hitting life. I am Nina Perez, and I am here for you. If you are looking for private coaching, make sure that you email me at hello at straighttalknosugaraddit.com. Until next time. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.